Several of you were praying this morning about how crazy everything seems to be getting lately. And I was reading something and somebody said something that I hadn't thought of. You know right now, folks, especially on the left, are openly espousing socialism, saying that's what we want to do now. And this article I read said what they're doing is they're making a category error which is to say they are trying to solve a spiritual problem using politics. To solve a spiritual problem, you need to use spiritual means. To solve a political problem, you need to use political means. Trying to solve one with the other is what's called a category error. In other words, you're trying to solve the wrong problem with the wrong tool. And as I thought about it, one of the things that I finally figured out is these folks are acting exactly as they are designed to act. They're not crazy. I mean, they seem crazy, but they're not. They are acting just exactly like they are designed to act. And when you understand that, things make a whole lot more sense and reduces your frustration tremendously if you understand that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Now, one of the things that happened in the garden is the serpent said, if you eat of the fruit, you will be like gods. That was the promise, is you'll be like gods knowing good and evil. We're made in the image of God. And what these folks are doing is they are acting as if they are in the image of God, and they are doing things that gods do. Now let's look at that. It becomes very, very clear. Their behavior is exactly understandable and exactly rational, when you understand that they are acting as gods, small g. So let's look at what gods do. Gods make their own reality. In other words, God made all of this reality that we live in. Gods make their own reality. So what we have now is these folks are trying to make their own reality. Things like gender bending and self-mutilation. You know, I may have been born in a man's body, but I'm really a woman or I'm really a... I don't know what. I mean, the, the, the number of categories have gotten so large that I can't keep track of them anymore. That's an attempt to create their own reality. They don't like the reality that they were born into, but as gods, we get to create our own. So they're doing stuff that they think, I mean, they don't think about it this way, understand. They're, this isn't the process they're going through. I'm saying that this is what they're doing. So they're acting as gods, and they're creating their own reality. How many of these folks would you accuse of being illogical? No, no, they're not. Gods create their own reality. So the things that they say are true for them, even if they're not true for you, because I get to create my own reality. So if you approach them and say, the thing you're saying is not logical, they, well, of course it is. And they won't say it this way, but if they're gods, they create their own reality. Gods have the power to compel others to do things. So if we don't think that you should use plastic straws, we will create laws to make sure that you don't use plastic straws because we can decide, because we have the power to compel you to do what we want. That's godlike behavior. Gods have moral authority. Gods get to define what is moral. So look at what's going on right now.
an example for those of you who are on social media. Social media is deciding for itself what is acceptable and not acceptable. If you talk about this, you will be thrown off of Facebook or Twitter. If you talk about that, it's okay. Because God have moral authority. So we get to decide what's acceptable. And finally, gods are significant. And one of the problems in the world is this feeling of nobody's paying attention to us. We don't seem to matter to anybody. In fact, in many cases, we don't even matter enough to our parents that they stayed around to raise us. But gods, oh, gods are significant. So what we can do is we can band together, and one of the words that gets used is normies. There's normies, and then there's us. Normies are all you folks. Interestingly, one of the places that they get this, remember, oh, 10, 15 years ago, Harry Potter was really popular? The generations that are doing all this stuff grew up on Harry Potter. And for those of you who know anything about Harry Potter, you've got this school of wizards where young wizards go to get trained to be wizards. And all of the other people are called muggles, which are people who don't know how to do magic. All those are normies. Those are people who aren't gods, like we are. And what happens in this wizardly school that they go to is that they have wonder and miracles and all sorts of stuff that they can do that's really neat and really cool. And one of the things that has happened in our society is the church has lost its sense of wonder. Now, I don't know about you, but the world I inhabit has got angels, it's got demons. I know, I've dealt with them. It's got the Holy Spirit. It has got all sorts of supernatural stuff going on that I'm tuned into. I find this world very wonderful. But what happened with the church is the church got intimidated by rationalism. And the church sort of downplayed all this magical stuff. And I'm using magical in quotes. So when you have an author like the author of the Harry Potter books that feeds this sense of desire for wonder, it becomes very compelling. We're designed to want that. We're designed to want a connection with the spiritual world. We're designed to want miracles. I mean, the Bible is full of them. We're designed to want that stuff. And so if the church has lost its confidence and doesn't give people that stuff, they will find it somewhere else. And I'm just using Harry Potter as an example because the, the gal that wrote the series is a billionaire now. She sold so many books because she was feeding a need that the church was not meeting. And so what these folks have grown up with is, we're special. You all are normies or the muggles. We're gods. And again, they won't say it this way, but everything they're doing is very consistent with being in the image of God. We get to define our own reality. We get to define our own logic. We get to compel you to do what we want to do. We get to define what's moral. Those are all things gods do. We get to do all that. And if you look at the stuff that's flowing through our country now, that is exactly how these folks are acting.
that is not illogical at all. These people are not necessarily stupid. Now, the question that you should ask is, what do we do about this? First thing I will say to you, the fact that you're here indicates that God has a reason for you to be here. And if God were done with all this, Yeshua would come back, he would establish his reign. But the fact that he hasn't done that yet indicates that you've got stuff to do. Now, I will suggest that you're not God's. God is God. And God has given you the knowledge of good and evil. He's given you instructions and so forth. So how do you reach these folks? Well, the first thing I will suggest to you is the Christian God, Yehovah, the one we worship, is terrifying. If you are not a believer, what the Christian religion says is you got two choices. You either get on God's side or you go to hell for eternity, but in no case do you get out. One of the big attractions of a lot of religions is at the end of the day, you disappear. And so if things get unbearable for you here, you can just commit suicide and you're gone. Not Christianity. In Christianity, there's no way out. There's no escape. That's terrifying. That's truly terrifying. And the only thing that makes it unterrifying is that this God that we worship, in fact, loves us, cares about us, wants us to do well, wants us to succeed, wants us to be in fellowship with him for eternity. That's the only thing that makes Christianity palatable. And if you have been raised all your life that you don't understand that, you don't believe that, then Christianity is not attractive at all. Now, the next thing to understand is logic will not reach them. You cannot argue them out of any of their positions. You can say, wait a minute, you want socialism? Look what just happened to Venezuela. Well, yeah, we didn't do it. We're gods, remember? We're going to do it right because we're gods. And again, they won't say it that way, but that is the attitude. So arguing with them is a waste of time. It's a waste of bandwidth. It just doesn't compute because gods get to set their own logical framework. Gods get to create their own reality. So if you're going at them and saying, the thing you believe is not real, sure it is. I mean, what you're saying to me may be true for you, but it's not true for me. You ever heard that? Logic will not reach them. What does reach them? Emotion. Now, given that they are acting rationally, given that they're not insane, given that they're doing what they've designed to do, what is the problem that they are trying to solve? In other words, what are they missing? What's the thing that they are trying to create that what we have doesn't give them? Because if you can figure out what they're trying to create and you can provide those things, then you have solved their problem. So the first thing that they're missing is relationships. The number of people who are walking around like this with their phones and no human contact is astronomical. And the reason that they're walking around like this is because that's their source of relationship. That's how they relate to each other. So the first thing that they're missing is relationship. And a great deal of that is absence of fathers. In other words, so many of them have grown up without a father that they don't know how to relate to a father. In fact, years ago in England, 
somebody was asking a leftist what it was that they were trying to do with all their social programs. And the answer came back, we are trying to destroy the concept of fatherhood because our metaphor for our relationship with God. He's our father. If you destroy the human father, what you have done is you have created a generation that doesn't understand the concept of a father's love. So a destruction of the family is a direct assault on the father because that then becomes a surrogate assault on your relationship to God. There's a phenomenon that some of you may or may not have heard of. It's called incels. Some of you are laughing. It's an acronym. It means involuntarily celibate, which is to say, I can't get a date. Men, mostly young men, who have been frozen out of society. And they have then turned that to hatred of women. And they see that in terms of sex. In other words, we can't get any sex. That's not what the problem is. What it is is a lack of tenderness. They don't have anybody who is tender with them, who cares for them. And certainly with men and women that eventually goes to sex, that's not the thing they're missing. The sex isn't what they're missing. What they're missing is the tenderness and the human connection and the relationship. They don't have anybody who cares about them. And because they're missing that, because we're designed to be social beings, it has enraged them. And their rage is directed against women because that's the thing they are, quote, missing, unquote. But that's not what they're really angry at. They're angry because they don't have a relationship. So that's the first thing they're missing. The second thing they're missing is meaning. We're designed to want meaning. We're designed to look at things and try and find meaning. And one of the things that our education system has done, and especially rationalism, is it's destroyed the concept of meaning. In other words, what rationalism says is everything is knowable, there isn't anything supernatural. And as we get more clever, we're going to be able to figure everything out and we will know all of the secrets of the universe and the ones we don't know is just we haven't figured them out yet. We're, we're making progress. And what that says is there is no meaning beyond the natural. That's what they've been taught. And we're designed to have a spiritual connection. For those of you who are in Musar, we're body, soul, and spirit. The spirit part is designed to connect with the supernatural. If you have been taught all your life that that connection is invalid, that doesn't mean that the connection point goes away. So they've been taught all their lives that all of this really has no meaning. We are just clever monkeys. And so they're missing meaning. So relationship, meaning, and then the third thing is a sense of wonder. Remember I went back to Harry Potter and the idea that you get to ride around in the sky and you get to make things happen and so forth. People are designed to want a sense of wonder and that's been educated out of them. Everything is flat and rational and logical and if you just know how to apply the proper formulas you can get anywhere you want. There's nothing supernatural and the only thing that seems to be supernatural is just stuff we don't understand yet. But we will. There's nothing there. There's nobody behind the curtain. It's just all logical. And 
All of these things are designed to destroy the human soul. Lack of relationship, lack of meaning, and lack of wonder. And what they're trying to do is they are trying to create those things the wrong way. So, one of the things about people is they're not like frogs. You didn't know that, did you? A mama frog dumps a bunch of eggs and then goes off and does froggy things and never sees them again. So when the frog finally hatches, the frog has everything it needs to know to be a frog. And so it goes off and you know, does the tadpole thing for a while and winds up going ribbit and eating flies. You don't need to teach a frog to do anything because a frog comes out of the egg knowing how to do what a frog needs to do, right? People are not that way. It takes decades to teach a human what he needs to know. And what's happened here is that process has been hijacked and it is malicious in the case of our young people. So they're not stupid. They're not even necessarily evil. They're poorly educated in a sense. They haven't been properly taught. Again, understand that as you deal with folks with these mindsets, now don't get me wrong, they're dangerous because if they don't get in God's program, what they will wind up making is dysfunctional and dangerous and it will cause everything to collapse. Look at Venezuela. This is one of the richest countries in the world 20 years ago. They supplied some very large percentage of the world's petroleum. Tremendous natural resources. Now they can't even get toilet paper. And that was done by people who were miseducated and are dangerous. So first off, understand they are dangerous. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you just sort of go la 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 and ignore them because they are. The things that they believe and the things they want to do are dangerous. But they can be reached. Now the first thing to understand is reason is a tool of the emotions. So your emotions decide what you want and what reason's job is is to figure out why that's okay. In other words, you cannot reason somebody out of something that he wants to do. It just can't be done. Because his reasoning faculties will kick in, and depending on how smart he is, and there are some very, very intelligent people here, smarter than I am, that want something very different than I want, and they are very, very capable of using very sound logic in their godlike sense to justify what it is they want to do. So you can never argue them out of it because many of them are better at logic than you are. They just want something different. So the way you've got to reach them is with emotion. And in order to reach them with emotion, you've got to let them know that you care about them. That's sometimes difficult. But the only way to reach them is to touch what they're really missing, which is relationship. Develop a relationship, and it's got to be emotion-based. And once you have engaged their emotions, then you can begin the slow process of showing them, educating them, of why their worldview is incorrect. But like I say, you can't argue them out of it. Now, as a practical matter, you may have to wind up fighting them. In other words, that process of reaching them may be too slow. So if you've got a mob coming at your church with torches and stuff, you're not going to be able to step out of the church and love them into saying, oh, well, I'm kumbaya. You're going to have to fight them. That may happen. 
but it's better if you can reach them with emotion and love and explain to them that their understanding of this God that you worship is incorrect. The thing that you've been told that you can't get out, that's correct. But the possibility of a relationship that can fill the holes that you are trying to fill is there. Because remember, they're doing this because they are trying to fill holes in their lives. And the only way to explain to them that you've got something better to fill the hole that they have than what they're trying to fill it with is emotionally and through relationship. Now, as Jody was saying, come Lord Jesus. He'll come when he's ready. And the fact that he hasn't come yet indicates that he's not ready to come. And I don't believe that he just sort of left you here to suffer and die. He's got you here because there's something that you need to do. And I don't know what it is for each one of you. But a lot of the American church has gone into escapism. I don't care what's going on because I'm going to be raptured out of here and it isn't going to matter. I think that's fallacious reasoning. The reason he's got you here is there's something for you to do. There are people for you to reach. 